Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. What's up, sisters? Hey, sisters. Welcome to episode four. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And thanks for all the great feedback on the last episode. Yes. We appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. Seriously, it's so motivating. Yeah. You've probably seen our stories. We've been reposting a lot of the great things. Speaking of which, we just tried to do an IG live. Yeah. (laughs) Show you guys the first five minutes or 10 yeah. minutes of recording the podcast which we really did yeah and then we realized that the podcast wasn't recording so thank goodness it was only like four minutes <laughs> in because talian was talking about a great topic and i looked down at the laptop and i just see a zero like it's not recording however like the ig live is going and the camera is recording i can't talian's and for like a couple of minutes, I just didn't, th- I'm like, okay, let me think here. What can I do to fix this? How about I just <laughs> press um, record with my left foot and then later I'll like loop it in with, the, um, okay. So <laughs> then you broke it to me live yeah, on IG. Live. I had to break it to her. And I, just, I just didn't want to hurt your heart. I mean. Oh God. <laughs> it's okay. We can still, I can talk for days about yeah. this, this subject, how to make his and hers PCOS friendly meals. That's what this podcast episode is going to cover that's right and we promise we'll get the ig live uh, right next time around (laughs) yeah exactly so his and hers how do we figure out eating and making an experience out of dinner while both of us have jobs Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of effort you have to think about what you're going to eat way in advance grocery shop properly hopefully once a week only so that you're not going back Mm -hmm. and forth you have to cook clean set this table make it nice eat it clean again it's hours and hours of work and thank god we help each other i mean i think it takes two to tangle is the correct term here Mm -hmm. it applies but for example today i went and i uh, did some shopping during my lunch break and I, I actually put this on the IG story too, just to like kind of share what we were doing on the live. But the the thing is, me and Tallinn, we had like this um, shared list on the cloud. Exactly. We we have like this notes app where whatever we, we need, we put it on there. Like, for example, spinach, bananas, almond butter, whatever we just ran out of, Tallinn will update it or I will update it, whenever that is. Mm-hmm. And then let's say one of us um, can go get some stuff and that list is always available okay if you hear that itching it's not <laughs> oh a pig that itching is just our dog our dog sitting next to me yeah so this list on the notes app in our iphone is awesome because you can tap these like bullet points and fill them in to say yeah. like i bought this i bought this i bought this yeah um, it's like check marks yeah and it updates on each other's phones so it's like a live grocery list and we can see what's happening what we need and so on and Sirak, um his work is close to whole foods so he can go during his lunch yeah. if need be it's perfect because yeah. like it's always in sync and we always know what we need exactly but it wasn't always easy yeah i've so, had i've had bad times in the beginning because 
you know, we're, we're both not like used to it yet. We just got married and so on. I wrote this grocery list and, you know, now I've, I know to write the grocery list in order of how you shop. So mm. oh, produce yeah. first, meat th- afterwards, like just the order of things at the Whole Foods that is by our house. Yeah. And at the time I didn't realize this. So I just wrote this list. I mean, Sirak scrambling all around. Whole I was Foods? embarrassed of myself because it took me two hours yeah. to get all the basic stuff for the house. I just for groceries. Because I kept on getting something from the grocery aisle, like from where all the raw vegetables, the vegetables are. I would get one and then I would go to the opposite aisle to get maybe like, I don't know, like uh, the pea protein ripple milk that we love. Exactly. I, I would get that. And then I'm like, oh we, need, back. Yeah, oh, we need avocados. Let me go get that. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept on doing this dance and it was just like. It takes forever. But this oh is goodness. experience. Like you don't know until you do it a couple of times and then you get used to it. You don't realize it doesn't always take that long. Now it'll take us 20, 30 minutes to do all of the grocery shopping for the week. And we know what to buy. We know how to put this list in order and just get in and out of Whole Foods like that. Yeah, true, true. It's a lot easier now. When I went today on my lunch lunch break, it took me only 15 minutes. Got it, got out and still had time to do it. Like, you know, whatever else. And, you know. It's, it just comes with experience. So, by the way, if you're interested in that notes app, just go to the iPhone notes app and like create a new note and mm-hmm. just click share. the share with your boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, anybody you want to share with your roommate, even like your parents. And then just that way you guys always know what you need for the house. And like mm-hmm. it, it really helps because exactly. you don't have to call. They're busy. You don't know what you need. Just It's just really easy. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the ways to make it easier. There yeah. are so many ways to make it easier. And I always hear feedback from um, sisterhood members and clients saying that going gluten and dairy free is hard because it takes so much time to cook from home and it takes so much um, time to go grocery shopping and it's expensive and all of the things, you know, I often recommend a meal delivery service, but sometimes that gets expensive for people. So mm-hmm. I try to explain how to cook and eat and make 30 minute meals on my Instagram yeah. stories because, you know, it is possible to eat gluten and dairy free on a budget, which we will talk about in the next episode, how we are able to eat for $15 a day, each of us. Mm-hmm. So that's $30 total breakfast, lunch and dinner combined, combined. From home, you know, everything yeah. cooked from scratch. We barely eat out. And like, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. But it, it is possible to make this doable and you just have to learn yeah. from experience. And I mean, the difficult thing is sometimes like both people come from different cultures and different backgrounds. Like not, not obviously not every guy grows up, you know, cooking or, you know, yeah. s- sometimes like the mother is always the, the one that's always cooking for, for the son and that the son doesn't really learn to cook, you know? Yeah. But we're the, Armenian. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, I'm, Ar- I'm Armenian. So is Tallinn. Our so moms like, love to cook. Our moms love to cook. Our dads, you know, it's just like that traditional thing. Dad comes home for dinner and then mom prepares dinner and then, you know. But like, obviously, that's not going to be always relevant to our generation, our generation. Like me and Talim both work just as hard. There's no like, oh, you make dinner because I worked harder or vice versa. No, like we're a team. And this like I would say the same thing goes with like the PCOS in in this aspect. Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to support Talim when she like 
needs me like obviously it's not going to be like oh come on pick up the slack it's like no like yeah. how can i how can i help her out here pcos is a struggle for some women who are still trying to figure out how to manage it you know mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out how to be gluten and dairy free you have all these symptoms that are like getting in the way you're you maybe have depression and anxiety and your hormones are everywhere and so mm -hmm. it's important to act as a team Or if you don't have a husband or boyfriend and you're with your roommates or your family, you know, it's important to have some type of support from somebody if it's not the sisterhood, you know. Mm -hmm. to, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you feel people like, out there to help yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's, there's a lot. You just look for friends and just good people that you can talk to. Right. It's, honestly, just helping to somebody really helps. I'm sorry. Uh, talking just, to just, somebody. Yeah, just talking to somebody really mm -hmm. helps. I mean, research shows that therapy alone is able to like de um help with depression and, and other like you know like symptoms obviously pcos is not the same like a mental thing but it, 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 is, it just it helps to talk about it and it helps you feel better and more right. confident about your situation exactly yeah and like another thing i would suggest is like for your for people around you your loved ones your like husband boyfriend just ask them what you need from them because that would really help them at the end of the day help you because Like, it's hard for someone to know how to help you if they're not aware of what you need. Yeah. So that's just like my, I think my biggest tip to you is just, just tell them what you need and hope that they understand. Right. And mm -hmm. we'll be reading off some of the um, answers you guys gave me in Instagram stories when I asked, how do you get your partner on board with eating gluten and dairy free? So we'll get into that in mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But um, so our process of planning out meals is you know i don't know how to like it's as if i think about food all day because i like to make eating dinner an experience just like mm -hmm. it has been in our culture and our families yeah. before we got married like we come from families we like to sit down and all eat and talk and enjoy a meal together yeah. so i want to bring that into <clears throat> my home even though we're busy we're working So I try to make the 30-minute meal, babe. What goes into the 30-minute meal? Not a lot when you're really preparing for, for it ahead yeah. of time. I mean, I think Tanya hit a home when she says she thinks about it like most of the day because you kind of yeah. got to plan for it in the afternoon. You can't At just, lunch. yeah, mm -hmm. like you can't just be like, okay, it's six o'clock. What can we make? Right. I right. Mean, no, you cannot wait till six. If it's four o'clock and I still don't know what we're going to eat for dinner, <laughs> we're screwed because <laughs> you have to defrost something. I like to keep. So I'm going to give you some tips. I like to keep meat frozen in the freezer, like all different types. Okay. So that at like three o'clock, mm -hmm. I know what I'm going to make for dinner. I'm going to take one of them out and yeah. start defrosting it in like a bowl of water. I put like Hot frozen water. ground beef. Yeah. I mean, or just so like on. take it out. You can always take it out the night before or just in the morning, put, leave it outside and it should thaw like by the time you're going to eat dinner. Yeah, exactly. So thinking ahead, way yeah. in advance. Um, so we told you we start with the list at the grocery store, shopping yeah. in order so that you're not scrambling around mm -hmm. and you get in and out of there in like 30 minutes yeah. with everything you need for the week. Because when you scramble, you panic, you end up buying more than you should or you buy the wrong things, you spend more money, yada, yada. Right. It just doesn't go your way. Always be prepared. Obviously, there's days you can't be, but just try to be prepared. Yeah. Try not to make some, everything new. Like sometimes I, you know, 
overexert myself. I mm-hmm. go into the grocery store. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to try this, that, all these new things I've never tried before. And then like they go bad and I don't have time to figure these things out because it's a busy week or whatever. So I, my rule of thumb, try one new thing to cook from Pinterest or a cookbook that's gluten and dairy free per week. Don't overwhelm yourself for no reason. Mm -hmm. You can make a simple meal every single night until you start figuring out how to eat and cook um, more complicated things. You can eat baked salmon and vegetables with like defrosted rice, like pre-cooked. And plus, you're not going to eat something different for the rest of your life. You got to kind of just, you know... um, Perfect the recipes you already yeah, know. Exactly. If it's salmon, add a new spice to it. Exactly. If it's chicken, throw on some breadcrumbs. Yeah, <laughs> totally. If you're gonna have some cauliflower pizza, like you could have it. Like again, it's yeah. Like, it's not gonna. You can't. It's like it's not like you have to try something different every, every time. Single, yeah, and I feel like I felt that pressure when we were no. first married. I mean, I love your beans. I sorry, your chili <sighs> that you make, which I ask for. And you don't make it enough. It hurts my soul. <laughs> make it like once a week. It hurts my feelings. I make this delicious sausage. I wish it was thing. once a week. You, okay, you make it like once every Two. eight, nine days. I like that yeah. average to go down to six or five days. It's it would really make meal. me happy. It is. I get I love spicy it. Italian sausage. Yeah. And you could always try something different with that as well. Try a different little yeah, spice or, exactly. you know. Add a butternut squash to it. And then, you know, another time add beans to it instead, Mm -hmm. like mix it up. Once you learn one recipe, you can change it up into like three, four different things. Every time you cook it, put a different spice, a different vegetable Mm -hmm. and make a different thing out of it. You just got to stop. See, this is the thing. I make it a big deal in my head and then I don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, like, how am I going to make this? You know, whatever it is, like soup, butternut squash soup, just chop it up and start from step one you know yeah, what i'm sometimes saying you just gotta start and yeah. the other thing is the staples like you gotta buy the the, the staples essentials. essentials stuff that you need for the for the house like you always need leafy greens you need some carbs right mm-hmm. babe you want to explain that yeah car so potatoes they don't go bad buy them in big bunches and make sure that you have them available yeah rice we always have rice um pastas we always have like some of you know one or two boxes of pasta is always available um just like these staples that don't go bad are always in the house Mm -hmm. also like onions carrots garlic broth um you can keep in your pantry when you have these ingredients you can make anything like you can throw any type of meal together um when you have like canned beans also and frozen meats in your freezer that you can just pull out yeah so the reason why i'm saying this is because oftentimes we think that like things go bad so we don't buy them or like oh i don't have any anything to cook tonight like you shouldn't say i don't have anything to cook tonight you should always have something that's preserved like you know canned beans or something that you can like pull something together with Mm -hmm. like a backup plan yeah like a a break the glass Break the glass. Emergency. <laughs> bring the <laughs> bring the Red Cross in and hand out the blankets. <laughs> Break the glass and take out the can of beans and serve it for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Are, so the takeaways. Make so, sure you have your staples. Staples. One veggie per day. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, shop for one veggie per day. Right. So when you overbuy vegetables, they end up going bad. So. 
this is the, essentially the only thing you have to worry about that's going to go bad. Everything you can freeze or keep in your pantry. So vegetables, yeah, leafy greens, don't buy too many. I just buy like some kale, some lettuce, mm -hmm. and then not much more than that because it just goes bad. Right? Mm. You can't just buy them all at once. You want Swiss chard and this and that. It goes bad. That's true. So you have to get the leafy greens a little bit. Eat them in the beginning of the week. That's always the annoying thing, you know. Spinach going bad. <laughs> Nothing annoys me more when I see it's like two or three days past and the, the spinach is look looking a little bit like weird. Right. And I'm like, gosh darn it, now I have no spinach. Now you have no smoothie. Your smoothie's weak. Seriously. I can do a smoothie without greens. Well, it's a good thing Whole Foods is right by your work because we run out of spinach a lot for some reason. <laughs> It's not my fault. I can't buy two bags of spinach because one will go bad by the time you finish the first one. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just buy all these leafy greens. So things that don't go bad. Cabbage doesn't really go bad for a while. Um, uh, let me see. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, these cruciferous vegetables that are really good for your hormones. Yeah. Cruciferous. <laughs> so... These are my tips. Mm -hmm. Write them down. Put them in your notes app. Keep them in mind. Don't try too many recipes, new recipes. Have your staple foods. Yeah. Always have meat in the freezer. Mm -hmm. One veggies for each day. Yes. And make a list of things that you want to shop for before you go. Don't just walk in there willy-nilly, hungry, and just grabbing things off of shelves. <laughs> So let's read the DMs. I asked you ladies, how do you get your partner on board with eating gluten and dairy free? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Well, wait, wait, how did you get me on board? What did how you did do? I? Oh. What was your secret <laughs> What tactics? was my secret? Let me think. Hmm. Nah, you're not that manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. I just... You're too, you're too sweet to like <laughs> trick me into... Having a gluten-free meal. Not that know. that's a bad thing to do. <laughs> Ever since we first started dating, you have always encouraged me to try new things. And so, like, oftentimes I'm afraid to try a new recipe. Like fish sauce. I just recently cooked something with that. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't really like it. But, and I was scared to cook with it because I'm like, what's this going to taste like? But then it's, you know, he's encouraging and I try something new. And then oftentimes mm -hmm. it turns out delicious so what was the point of this? Oh, I did not manipulate you into liking anything because you're open to most things. Yeah. Not everyone was like easy. that, though. Okay. <clears throat> so the question, how do you get your partner on board with eating gluten and dairy-free? First sister. She says, he was super supportive. Said whatever I need to do, he will do too. That's, That's nice. pretty sweet. Yeah. Lucky he has girl. made... He has made cauliflower everything. everything. Lol, I follow his steps. Dang. So he's actually leading leading her like I did tell him. Actually, no, that's not true. You did? No, remember the cauliflower pizza at Whole Foods that I didn't oh, want to yeah. try? Yeah. And it was so good. It ended up being bomb. It was so good. She was like, it's not going to be the yeah, same. It's going to be a waste of money. Yeah. But it was so good. It was absolutely delicious. He loves me and hates seeing me go through PCOS symptoms, so he jumps on board. Oh, that's, that's sweet. That I respect that. That is such, that's a nice I mean, guy. it's important. There's a lot of horrible symptoms, and if you're not helping each other cook and like thinking of each other's health, mm -hmm. um, it's easy to like decline and just oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. This and that. You, 
people need to understand that this doing this alone is really challenging and another like a spouse or a roommate or a sister family members whoever cooks for you has to kind of step it up and if they don't then you have to look for support yeah. in other ways yeah i mean it's, it's difficult when you're just by yourself and you have to just cook for yourself and like this other person is yeah totally out of your world so it's really really great to hear that there are yeah, there's like sis- that or exactly. others or sisters have supportive systems like yeah. that, you know? I mean, I get DMs from people complaining about their lack of support and how much support they feel by looking at my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some people as far as saying that, you know, their husbands have divorced them. Two girls have said that to me. Wow. Because it sucks. Yeah, it's it's like well, first of all, you shouldn't be with someone who's going to think of you that way. Jesus Christ. I thought it was through sickness yeah, and in health. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I would never, like, you know, that's, think something like that. But, you know, women all around the world are listening to us. Mm-hmm. And there's all types of cultures listening to us. We're over here in America. But, you know, in other countries, fertility and beauty are the most important thing mm-hmm. about women. And so they feel all of this pressure. And yeah. They and then PCOS happens and they don't have the support that they need and I'm just grateful for Instagram, mm-hmm. and social media. Totally, I mean it's it's great that social media provides this thing where everybody can find support. Like there are platforms and people are watching you. Yeah, people are watching you. People are watching you. No, you specifically. Oh me, yeah me. Like I'm in I'm in the PCOS community. Someone now. DM'd me. They're like, your funny husband is really making me feel better. <laughs> Honestly, that makes me feel great that I can actually help. I mean, yeah. I'm in it with Talim because I really wanted to support her. But now I feel like I'm in it because I want to like help everybody out there along with Talim. Because seeing her happy and managing her PCOS just makes me wish that all of you like feel the same way too. So like, that's sweet, babe. It, it's great that people are you know have that too. Right. So and you're showing that to them. Yeah. So some of the other answers. Let's see. He lets me take total control of our recipes and cook, and I cook gluten and dairy free. That's great. Mm -hmm. Someone else says, "Don't tell him." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't tell him I'm cooking gluten and dairy free. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean, see if he likes it, then you can be like, "Ha! I told you." (laughs) (laughs) But that goes against what we said earlier. No, I think it's better if you just manipulate them. Yeah, yeah, don't manipulate. Just be honest. If they like it, they like it. If not. Just, no, keep trying. Keep trying. Find or, different ways. You know, you can't really force someone. Like, you just can't. Some people are like, leave me alone. I want to eat my cheddar and broccoli soup. Then, okay, yeah. no problem. I'll buy it for you, but I'm not going to spend time making it. <laughs> it's true. Okay. He felt so much better himself. Oh, so he actually liked it. See, there's a positive story right there. Somebody who tried it, liked it, and probably is going to continue doing it. Right. That's what I say. The, f- the first thing is like, if you haven't tried gluten and dairy free, just try it. See how you feel and see what happens. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. Yeah. But but let's be honest. It's been shown that it does work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the next one? All right. We are immigrants and he feels like diets are too Western. This hmm. is common. That's, this is, we just talked about this. It's yeah. in our own culture. I will be sitting at a dinner table, okay? And I mean, I'm not going to point any fingers, but we're Armenian. 
you know, our families, they come from Turkey and people don't go on diet. I mean, they don't, they didn't like go on diets. Their generation yeah. didn't go on diets in Turkey. I feel like generally. Yeah. There's no food, such thing as diet. It's like eat what you have to eat yeah, and just move it's on. It's generally healthy anyways, I feel like most of the time. Yeah. Uh, kind of. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of high carbs, let's just say, but yeah, yeah. generally healthy or the yeah. Armenian food is, but yeah, like there's a lot of this pressure on a woman to be a certain way and yeah. it's just difficult for a lot of, you know, uh, non-American cultures to really, um, for, for, for women to be able to take control of their bodies and change and manage their symptoms yeah. without their men kind of. Cultural, culture is heavy. Like we eat a certain way with our culture and it's hard to change people's minds because they're so in their roots of like, how you should eat um armenian food or whatever like i can i've said it before like the first time i went gluten and dairy free and i mm -hmm. said no i don't want you know this um phyllo dough like stuffed with cheese thing and yeah. everyone's like making a big deal out of it it's like an insult you know um it's too western to like be on a, a restrictive diet gluten and dairy free yeah. but Whatever, do you? True. <laughs> Who cares? That's okay. Everyone needs to learn how to adapt. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. And the last one. When grocery shopping, I let him find gluten-free foods he likes. He gets super involved. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's like a that's a nice little trick you got there. Exactly. Sirak gets super involved when Yeah, that's how I found the mac and cheese. That's I was just gonna say yeah. it. It's not my favorite, but like, oh my I gosh. I love it. The it's demand. The, the demand is high. It's not bought enough. Again, hey, like a chili. You didn't notice it, but it's in the pantry. I'm making it right now after this podcast. <laughs> We're going to end this podcast right now so Sira can go make himself some gluten and dairy-free mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. So we also wanted to talk about some of the wins this week. We have a great win. Babe, do you want to read it off? Sure. Tallinn, hey, can I just say thank you so much? You changed my life. Sorry I messaged you so much. <laughs> I started going gluten-free and dairy-free, which is hard because I'm from the Caribbean. And I'm of East Indian descent, so we eat tons of roti. Roti. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I started making a coconut and almond flour roti and converted my husband too and cut down the sugar. It's a slow progress. I lost five pounds in two weeks, but I'm really excited. That's great That's progress. That's such a great, great story right there. Wow. Yeah, it goes right into what we were saying about, you know, being immigrants and um, people, that girl who messaged, we are immigrants and he feels like diets are too Western. Mm -hmm. You can twist it up. Yeah. Try something new. Maybe it'll taste good. Yeah. I mean, this is a great story because like, like we said earlier, there's a lot of people from outside America and she is and East Indian descent and they eat a lot of roti. See, that's like... in. In a lot of other cultures, they have staples that are very uh, against what you should be eating when you have PCOS. <laughs> but she found the alternative. She replaced it with making it uh, out of the coconut and almond flour. See, we yeah. can, I think like we can all do something like that. Right. See, that's how it's done. Just making some, you know, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and trying something new. See if it works. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it sounds like this is delicious and i hope anyone who eats roti if that's how you pronounce yeah, it, yeah r-o-t-i goes ahead and tries coconut and almond flour yeah and 
the other thing I saw that she says is she cut down the sugar. And I think that's like a, like a can, yeah, like it's a big um, like tip that I, I'm sure you guys know, but like cutting down the sugar is going to reduce a lot of the inflammation you have and the symptoms you have with PCOS, not to mention like the, the excess calories you might be getting from like, like whatever the, the sugar is in. Right. And um, it just and like it takes away all the like the, the insulin spikes you get mm-hmm. and the energy spikes you may be getting throughout the day. Yeah, your body will get used to the new flavor of the dish. So at yeah. first you'll be like, "Ugh, this doesn't taste good. It doesn't have enough sugar." But then you'll get used to it. Yeah. Honestly, like you can cut down sugar from any recipe. Mm. I don't care if it's a cultural recipe or yeah. a traditional, like just cookies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can cut down the sugar, and your mouth will just adapt. To, your taste buds will adapt to it. Yeah, it's funny because like when I really started being health conscious when I was about eighteen years old like 10 years ago um maybe like 16 whatever so i i i cut out sugar completely uh like just stopped having candy i cut out coca-cola like all those sort of drinks and i just had like natural sugar through fruits and like food and i started losing all this like weight and like i wasn't even trying to lose weight i was actually like trying to gain weight by uh, working out and like mm. playing sports and whatever, but then I just started losing all this baby fat, I guess you can call it. I don't know. And like I got slim and just it's, it's weird. Honestly, it's weird. Like yeah. I feel like maybe like was I just a little bit like did I have too much on me my whole life because I was eating so much sugar <laughs> and then I cut it out when I was like, you know, 15, 16 and finally like all that stupid stuff just left. I don't know. Like Oftentimes you don't realize how much sugar you're actually having. Yeah. I've had clients who are who go gluten and dairy free, but then they're like, oh, I'm not losing weight. So then we go through what they're eating and it's like, yeah, okay, you had a Coke mm-hmm. or two. You had an alcoholic beverage that was high in sugar once or twice during the week. And then you add like one packet of sugar in your tea mm-hmm. or coffee every day. And it's like, all of this all of a sudden and yeah. it's a list of things that are like oh my gosh turn yeah. into this long list like you said you don't even realize it and that's what's making you hold all the weight mm-hmm. once you cut it out you'd be surprised and your mouth your your taste buds get used to it yeah and you don't realize like how much sugar is in a lot of stuff like you get a protein bar you think it's healthy because it has protein in it come to realize they've added like 20 grams of sugar to make it edible yeah and then you're like okay i just you're like, oh, Killed my I'll, workout. I'll burn it off. But then with PCOS, it's hard to burn it off yeah. while you're working out. Yeah. Because we, you know, insulin resistance in 70% of us. And that makes it hard to burn off sugar. So great job for this sister who won the weekly win this week. Yes. Good job, <laughs> sister. Woo. So that caps off the rest of the episode. Thank you. Thank all of you for joining us and listening to this episode. Thank you, sisters, and we will see you in our next episode. That's right. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sister. Thank you.